Hello and welcome to another episode of News You Can Use, a special edition of FHL Bank Atlanta's iLink podcast. My name is Taylor McKenzie, host of iLink, and today I am welcoming back Todd Wacker, Director of Member Strategy, Scott Brennan, Director of Sales, and a special guest this week, our President and CEO, Kirk Malmberg. Kirk is here to give us an update on the bank and the system as the year starts to pick up. Kirk, Scott, Todd, welcome. Todd and Scott, I will hand this conversation over to you. All right, Scott. Well, this is pretty exciting. They uh, let us do yet another podcast, and uh, Kirk came down here to the first floor to check out what we're doing. So we're we're happy to have him involved this time. Uh, you know, Scott, maybe this time you know we like to start off with the travel stories. Maybe you start off uh, with the, one of your um, epic travel adventures. So we're talking about business travel stories. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like the occasional. Forget what rental car I had. Forget your tie, knees. something. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, all right, I've got one. Um, it, this was probably about 15 years ago. Um, staying in DC. Uh, we'd actually taken members to maybe a basketball game. And uh, they come back, and, you know, when you travel, you're right. You know, everybody thinks about the glamorous travel. Basically, every hotel room looks the same. So, and, and not only does every hotel room look the same, every closed door within a hotel room looks the same. <laughs> so, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night to use the restroom and I walked to the bathroom uh, and just sort of a, you know, whatever fog you're in when you're getting up in the middle of the night. And um, as I heard the door to the bathroom close, I kind of opened my eyes and I realized I was not in the bathroom at all. I was in the hallway of the hotel at about three in the morning and... I don't know about you, Todd, but I don't sleep with my um, hotel card in my pocket. Mm. So needed some assistance. So in my sleeping gear, you know, my, <laughs> my road my road pajamas. Yeah, right, with the feet on them and course, the zip the up. Ones yeah. like, right, like Buddy the Elf. Yeah, right? exactly. Picture, picture yep. Red Monday. But no pocket with a key. No pocket with my key card. Right. Uh, had to, um, fortunately, I found a phone, but had to call down to the front desk and was let into the room by security um, as I hit I'd, I'd found wherever the phone was for me to make a call I could at least hide from people walking by um, and since it was in the middle of the night that same person that let me into the room was the first person I saw when I walked down to the hotel uh, lobby the next morning very good so, yeah. have you stayed in that hotel since you know I don't I don't really think I have so Kirk we have um, we're I guess we're one month into the new year and we're off to a great start I think so far um, you know, thank you for joining us today, and uh, maybe you could just share some of the items that you're working on as we you know, start here in 2024. I'd be happy to, Todd, and first of all, thanks for having me on today. And as you said, 2024 has been very active uh, for the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta already, and that's really why I wanted to sit down with you all today and share a few of the updates for our members. And right now, I'd say that as a member, there are three items that I want to mentioned should be top of mind as you think about your partnership with the Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. And I, I know we'll talk through these today. First, we'll be hosting leadership town halls throughout our footprint. And these will be beginning at the end of the month and continuing through March and April, where we look forward to seeing as many of you as possible in person. I'll also share a little bit about the System at 100 review and what we're seeing from the FHFA report. And finally, I'm excited to share some news about this year's affordable housing program funding levels and what you can expect to see in the coming months. 
Uh, great, uh, Kirk. And I guess we put out a recent uh, email announcing to our members the dates and locations of those leadership town halls. Um, can you share a little bit more of, of what our, our members should expect to hear from you in these town halls? Sure, Todd. And we're really looking forward to getting out and hosting more in-person events with our members. And this series of town halls is a perfect opportunity for us to get back out on the road. So over the next few months, I'll be traveling throughout the footprint, and I'll be joined by other leaders here at the bank, as well as some industry experts as we host and, and perform these town halls. And each of these town halls will be a four-hour event, and there'll be a, a mix of presentations covering both industry challenges and opportunities. And I think it's, it's always good at these events for the opportunity for our members to connect with each other and to hear about your peers and to share that information with those of us at the Home Loan Bank. I look forward to seeing as many members there talking about our business and just as important, answering any questions or potential concerns you have about the Home Loan Bank. Hopefully, you've already received marketing pieces about the town hall events, but if not, the first event will actually take place in Atlanta on February 27th, and then we'll start moving around the district. And it's probably my guess, Todd, we'll get a lot more of these opening travel stories as we host <laughs> eight plus events throughout our footprint. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if you don't know anything about these events, as always, contact the, your relationship manager to get more details. Excellent. Scott, I know you were very integral in planning these events. Uh, maybe you can share where some of the other events are going to take place. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to. And I don't know, Kirk, we probably haven't told you this, but we're going to be um, road tripping in a bus, all of us, to each of these events. <laughs> I think that'll be but a great yeah, experience. It's going to be like one of those rock star buses. It's going to yeah, be absolutely. great. Absolutely. And yeah. is Todd driving? <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely. I got my class, th yes. my he, class C license. He refuses to let me drive. Oh, no, you're not driving. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're doing we're doing eight of them as as Kirk mentioned, and you mentioned we're starting in Atlanta, and and you know we're 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 going to visit every state in our footprint. So we'll be in Atlanta, um, then we'll go to Birmingham, um, Coral Gables, Florida. After that, Columbia, South Carolina. We'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina, Baltimore, Tyson's Corner in Virginia, and then Tampa. And the dates uh, are, are in the marketing that we send out. So. We'd love to be in every member's office having these conversations, but with 800 plus, it's 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 not really possible. Um, so uh, we're we're getting us out quite a bit to make sure that we're staying in front of our of our membership. Um, so we're gonna these conversations are going to be split into two halves. First, we'll hear from Kirk, and it'll give our members an opportunity to ask questions about the system at 100, but also what's going on at the Atlanta Bank. So truly a town hall feel. And then the second half. Um, Todd, you're going to be um, leading a strategy conversation, uh, and we'll partner with different firms uh, at each location. So far, we've got Darling Consulting lined up, uh, Taylor Advisors, and Stiefel. So looking forward to hearing from Kirk and also listening to, to you, Todd, and, and partners on what our members are facing and any sort of balance sheet strategies that we can put in front of them. Now, Kirk, when we have these sessions, um, I know you're going to discuss system at 100. Is there anything you're, you know, you're you're wanting to share with our listeners today about system at 100? It's kind of a maybe even just a preview of what to hear in the town hall. Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. And while this may not be front and center for our members every day, it certainly is for us, and we want to keep you all informed of what's going on. And just by way of a little bit of background, and many of you may know this, but you know this report was released by our regulator. Um, the FHFA, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, uh, in early November. 
And effectively, there were about 45 recommendations in this report, ranging from guidance about membership to affordable housing to the structure of the system and a number of other topics. And the report came about after a year-long review process that included over 25 listening sessions throughout the country, as well as two comment periods. And many of our members, as well as our uh, trade association partners, provided comments during those periods. And over this year-long process, a 1,000 members, housing stakeholders, and industry representatives weighed in and shared the benefits that they received from the Home Loan Bank system. So again, for those of you who did take the time to participate and comment, thank you very much. Your feedback and your experiences with the bank and the system are very important. And as I go back and look at the final report, it's important to remind everyone that this is really a starting point for the Home Loan Bank system and for the extensive report that the agency issued. And of those roughly 45 items, 14 of those actually require rulemaking. Um, from our agency. And rulemaking is a process that also is open for public comment. And I think that'll be important as time goes on. um, Because again, we will want you all to comment when appropriate. There's about 13 of the items in that report that our regulator can do through supervisory actions or through their ongoing review of our bank. Nine of those items are roughly something where the FHFA is just asking us to do something different going forward. Seven items would require actual congressional action. And then the remainder of the items are really just more observational in nature or other comments that the agency made. Now, every year, the regulatory bodies have to issue what's called a unified regulatory agenda to give an idea of what they'll be pursuing this year. And in their portion of this agenda, the FHFA noted that their initial efforts are really going to focus on our system mission and our membership. And to borrow a phrase we used earlier in this process, um, nothing that's in that report is inevitable at this point in time. We at the bank are continuing to operate as usual. We obviously are keeping a close eye on all of the conversations going around about this report. And we are spending a lot of our time to ensure that as a system, our voice, and most importantly, our members' voice is heard in these conversations. So while we continue to await specific actions from the FHFA, we'll keep you informed. But one of the main messages that we have been imparting throughout this process is that this this whole FHFA initiative has to be transparent. We want you to know what's going on. We'll keep you informed of what's going on. And we don't want any of it to go behind closed doors and not provide an opportunity for comment. Of course, there's many items in there that we'll be wholeheartedly in support of. For example, there have been recommendations about increasing the affordable housing program commitments. And this is an area that this bank and its board of directors feels very strongly about. And we didn't wait for the report's publication to come out to begin contributing above our required 10%. On the other hand, there are some items this report that we think could have a negative impact on our memberships and the communities we serve. Again, this report, which the agency categorizes as a 10-year visionary document, it's the starting point of a much larger conversation. And as you know, this will continue for a number of years. And while I wish I could give you more concrete examples of what's going on right now, um, I can promise you that I'll, both myself and all of your representatives from the bank, will continue to communicate 
with you as we go through this process. I think it's also important for you to know that we remain in very close contact with our other peer banks around the system and with the Council of Federal Home Loan Banks, which if you don't know is effectively our trade association group. Also, we work very closely with both our national and state trade association partners, and they throughout this process have been very supportive and have helped weigh in when we've, we've needed them. And should the time come, we will reach out to you, our membership base, to participate and when appropriate, comment, specifically if we get to rulemaking processes. As I've said, this is the beginning of a very long process, and you'll hear from us on a continuing basis as we go down the road. So, Kirk, you mentioned the comment comments by our members and how helpful that will be probably, you know, in, the, in the future, in the next year or so to come. Do you envision that feedback process being FHLB Atlanta-specific, or is that going to be us working with the other 10 home loan bank members to, to aggregate these comments together? Uh, that's a great comment. I mean, we are coordinating as a system to do what we can, but obviously there will be asks that will go directly from us to our membership base because there will be specific things we think our members can comment on and really make a difference. So while we are certainly doing it in a unified approach, our members will be hearing directly from us and probably their state and national trades as well when the time is right for comment. Excellent. I know some of these items involve either rulemaking or congressional action. And with this being an election year, do you anticipate any of the maybe presidential candidates getting behind any of these actions in their, in their platform? Uh, that would be no. No, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, the reality is when you talk about presidential elections, the federal home loan bank system is not front and center with them. Um, but we do find, and you know, our congressional representatives, there are certainly folks there, and specifically on their staffs, who are very well versed in the federal home loan bank system, and that's where we'll really have our points of contact. Excellent, thanks. Um, so, Kirk, during your comments, you were talking about uh, the affordable housing programs in relation to the system at 100 Report, um, and I know that we've taken efforts over the last several years to to go above and beyond. But I, I know you also wanted to talk about our programs and what members need to know for 2024. Um, is there anything you can share with us about that? Uh, great question, Scott. And yes, there is some specific information we can share, and we're very excited to continue to support the communities through our members you know, around our district. And we just recently kicked off our affordable housing program homeownership set-aside round, actually on February 5th. If you don't remember, this is where we actually help supply funds to help deserving customers of our members purchase a new home. And uh, it also, there's funds available to assist with rehabilitation of the home in many instances. Um, I think it's also important to know that we've increased the member funding limits for these programs. Uh, they had been $500,000 limits, and now we've moved it up to $750,000. And one item I really wanna mention that's important to this is our overall funding commitment to this program for this year is $40 million, which is the largest amount we've ever been able to do. So if you haven't looked into this yet, I certainly encourage you to explore the information that's available online with us on the corporate web website, specifically in our resource center, and to be sure you're ready to apply for funding. And obviously, if you need any help, reach out to your 
relationship manager, and also we've got staff here at the bank, which are specialists in this area and can assist you going forward. We also, in addition to the homeownership set-aside program, have what's known as our AHP General Fund, and this really focuses on funding multifamily housing projects around our district, and that fund will be opening a little later this year, so please keep an eye out for more information on that topic. So, you know, we talked about going above and beyond, Kirk. I think we've also been innovative here at the Federal Home Loan Bank of Atlanta. Can, can you take just a second to talk about uh, any of those programs that really stand out to you? I'd be happy to, Scott, and you're right. We have gone above and beyond. And one of the first things we did that, and these are what we call voluntary programs. They're not mandated, but our bank and our board is fully supportive of those, these new programs. And the first thing we did was an heirs' property initiative. And for folks who aren't familiar with heirs' property, it's also frequently called tangled title or other issues. But it's, it, and it's frequently looked at as just being an inner city issue, but it's also a big issue in our rural communities as well to where there is not a clear title to a property. So when it's time to sell the property, and if you look in inner city areas too, when redevelopment goes on and there's significant increases in the value of that property, if there's not a clear title, those owners cannot take advantage of what's going on. So the whole point of these, this heirs property initiatives, initiative is to help find ways to clear that title up. And it's not easy. It requires a lot of effort. So the way we approached this, we made a series of grants. Actually, they totaled 17 to different heirs property um, research groups or groups that are actually actively working on the topic. And it was throughout our footprint to help find ways to address this issue. As we look at this year, we're going to be evaluating those 17 grants that we did to see what was most effective and then how can we build on that going forward. So I would expect later this year we'll have other things that we'll announce in regards to heirs' property. And at the very end of last year, coming into this year, we, we offered a new program as well. Um, basically, it was called a bridge fund um, to help deal with multifamily projects that had already been approved in our district, but due to either inflation, specifically in regards to construction costs or labor costs, there was now a gap in that funding. And we set up a fund to help bridge that gap so those projects could actually reach completion. Those are just two examples. We'll have other new voluntary pro uh, programs this year, uh, but we're very excited about it. And again, I urge all our members to um, participate when they can and, and also to give, the, give us their comments on what could be helpful in their areas. Uh, thank you, Kirk. That's very helpful. And you know, the, the, those programs that we do, um, sometimes they're easy to forget about when we're you know, just dealing with our day in and day out of providing funding to our members that, you know, there's a whole nother section here at the Home Loan Bank that's really focused on our communities and helping out, you know, the actual people of the communities, not just the financial institutions, but we do it through our members. You know, and Scott, you know, before we got into this, this recording today, we actually uh, were able to secure Shadante Butler for our next podcast, who's our Senior Affordable Housing Relationship Manager. Um, to really dig a little bit deeper into the affordable housing programs and, uh, you know, how they're just best used by our member institutions. So uh, maybe a, a few weeks after this podcast comes out, we'll also follow up on with Shadante. Um, Kirk, thank you for your time today. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share in this conversation? Well, first of all, Todd and Scott, it's been great to participate in this today. And I think one item I'd just like to reiterate, and we've used this phrase for a long time, but we want to be your trusted advisor. 
And I hope you feel us in that way. You interact with us in that way. And it's very important to us. So please always reach out to us with questions, um, other things you need to see us do, et cetera. This is going to be a very exciting year. Um, we look forward to continuing to serve you and as your partner and to work with you to support your communities and grow your business. So again, thanks for having me on today and thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. And Kirk, I think we're excited to get you out on the road with us for the town halls and maybe you'll be in charge of making sure Scott doesn't get it locked out of his room at three o'clock in the morning. Nobody wants that job. Kirk, do you think you'll be able to get your kids to listen to this podcast? We're really trying to expand our, our listenership beyond the Brennan beyond house, our, just our house family and, and the whackers. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do like my kids a lot. I don't know if I should subject them to have to listen to me, but I, I will have them do so to give me some nice critiques. If you add just one of the two, it increases our, our listenership by about 50%. So that's what we're going for. We'll start selling advertising. I think this is going really well, though, Scott, because we've upgraded now to having headphones. <laughs> and I, you know, it's, it's really a good look on you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Great. Well, Again, we're going to have Shadante Butler on our next episode. And, Kirk, thanks for, for joining us. And um, everyone else, we, we look forward to seeing you out at the town halls here in the next couple of months.